Hello, and welcome to the Mavs Corner. I am Kyle Klish, and I am flying solo tonight, guys. I'm going to play Han Solo. Han Soloing it, uh, man, it's been quite a while since I've done an episode. Been very busy as of late. I'm in the process of moving, so that there you go. Enough said. Uh, actually, there's a longer story associated with that. Just to make it short and sweet, I actually was moving to a place, and the place wasn't ready when I arrived with everything. So I had to pack my things up again and uh, look for another place. So it complicated it, and so kind of technically moved twice. In the span of two weeks, it, it it wasn't fun. Everyone knows that moving it really isn't fun, let alone moving twice. So yeah, I can go into that a little bit more, but I'm not going to because this is a Dallas Mavericks podcast. So let's go ahead and start talking about the NBA and the Dallas Mavericks. First and foremost, I do want to continue my little trend here of uh, favorite players. You know, as far as how many years they they were with the Mavericks. We've done one year, two year, three year, and our favorite four year players. Uh, so today I would like to mention two people, and then we're going to five years. All right, I think it's five years. Pretty sure. E- yes. So it's getting less and less people, of course, to choose from. You know, as the number of years increase. You know, the six to seven to eight, nine, ten. There's a couple at 11, there's a couple at 12, and there's this one guy up there with 21 years. Oh my gosh, 21 years with the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> what a loser. No, not at all, not at all. You guys know who that is. <laughs> Man. Uh, anyway, it doesn't necessarily mean it gets easier, uh, but the choices are definitely less, for sure. So we're here at number five, favorite five-year players. And so I do want to start off by saying a couple of people that you know are honorable mentions, right? Jerry Stackhouse, that is an honorable mention. Uh, he definitely had a good stint with the Mavericks, as far as I remember, uh, from 2005 to 2009. As far as I remember, this guy was a... Uh, this guy, I watched him. He was kind of a sharp shooter, although his numbers don't re- reflect that. As a three-point shooter, he shot 31.4%. So I'm not sure if skewed is the necessary, necessarily the correct word, but you know it's a lot more of a three-point game now than it was back then, even after 2000, like 2005, 2009. Just like I said, even at that time, the three-pointers weren't as popular as they are today, of course, right? Really, I think we've talked about this. To, really, it didn't kick off. I, I bet I bet Falcon and I would disagree with, with each other on this, but respectfully, of course. But I would say that three-pointers didn't really start kicking off until 2011. Why do I say that? Maybe I'm a little biased, but really it was the Mavericks championship run, especially against the Lakers. I mean, they just tore them up with the, with the three-pointers. Now, the art, and then, you know, Dirk Nowitzki, of course, like a big seven-foot footer who can shoot three-pointers like he definitely paved the way right now i say that falcon i would disagree respectively because i believe he's talked to me about this before and he's probably mentioned on the podcast before that stephen curry uh was the one that really you know started it off when i i will disagree a little bit i like i want to say i don't disagree but i disagree just a little bit just because, you know, Dirk Nowitzki came in first. Now, obviously, he wasn't the three-point shooter that he was, you know, that he, that he became to be until a few years into his career. But 
regardless, I think it was the 2011 championship that kind of sparked it a little bit. Then, yeah, you know, it was kind of a joint effort. That's what I'm trying to say. So, all to say, Jerry Stackhouse's numbers at 31.4%, although it doesn't look too good, because now it's like average like 35%, right? It, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he was just a really good two-point shooter. <laughs> but, uh, enough about Jerry Stackhouse. The runner-up to my favorite five-year player, you know, for the Mavericks is Eduardo Nahara. Why do I say that? He's just, he's just kind of, he's got a unique name. Uh, he's an interesting character. I believe he came from the University of Oklahoma. In fact, I'll put money on that. He, he came from the University of Oklahoma, which, uh, you know, we're from Oklahoma. So strikes, you know, a little bit there. It's kind of good, cool and all that, but, uh, he was kind of like uh, Sean Bradley, like not that great of a player, but just, I don't know, he was there. He was cool, good dude, as far as I know. Um, so, yeah, that is my runner-up. But, guys, this one really wasn't too difficult. I'm not sure if there's going to be an easier one or not, but easily the number one player on my list as far as players that have played for five years for the Dallas Mavericks, Sean Marion. I mean, that's that's just cake. Uh, 2010 to 2014, which was uh, perfect timing because obviously he was crucial in that championship run. I'll say that about everybody in that team pretty much, right? Even Brian Cardinal, the janitor. (laughs) Um, Without a doubt, Sean Marion. uh, A lot of people uh, talk about, like, if there is one Maverick from the past who you want to bring on, you know, to this team now who would compliment Luka, the best and and create a super team if you will a lot of people say that uh, Sean Marion would be the perfect guy others say Tyson Chandler because he's a great center right then that would obviously push Porzingis to power forward uh, I, mean, I mean there's people out there that think of course prime prime Dirk Nowitzki obviously of course that'd be fan freaking tastic can you imagine that but uh, Sean Marion, he, you know what? Here's the thing. Sean Marion is a like a jack of all trades. He can go good. He can go well with anybody. That's just my opinion. Uh, was a, he's a great dude. He was a great rebounder, elite defender. I'll say that, and he could score. He had a not a very pretty shot, you know, form. <laughs> it was uh, not pretty at all, especially from the three point line. But he was able to shoot uh, and definitely score. He's athletic. Uh, so yeah, Sean Marion for sure. Uh, that this one was pretty easy. Uh, so yeah, let's go with that. Sean Marion, my favorite five-year player. All right, guys, I'm gonna take a quick break. When I come back, I've got a lot more to talk about. More so with the NBA in general versus Dallas Mavericks because we got big news uh, a couple weeks ago. You know, the NBA is finally coming back. So you guys, stay tuned. <laughs> then welcome back to the Mavs corner so I'm flying solo tonight Han solo ain't it I've talked about my favorite five-year Maverick that would be Sean Marion that one was too easy uh pretty good runner-ups but without a doubt Sean Marion was my favorite five-year player uh now I'm going to talk about more general news uh definitely going to go ahead and start off by saying that NBA uh has uh made a decision as far as going back uh, I think it's Ju- uh, July 30th. I think they originally said July 31st, and they bumped it to July 30th. I do have the 
schedule here. Not the Dallas Mavericks, you know, eight-game schedule, which we're going to get to eventually. But, I mean, so on June 23rd, which is today, you know, you're listening to this episode today, uh, June 23rd, coronavirus testing begins. At this point, everybody, like as far as international players, like including Luca and Porzingis, they've they've made their trip back to their respective cities. So Luca, Porzingis, they're back in in Dallas. Uh, so t- today they're starting the testing. July 1st, they uh, start doing mandatory individual workouts. Although, I mean. That's another topic I wanted to bring up, and I guess I'm going to talk about right now. Uh, it was pretty big news as far as uh, Luca. I'm going to st- talk about Luca here for a second. Luca and like how he got a little bit overweight and out of shape, and his trainer was, I'm not going to say misquoted, because I think uh, he said what he said, but then I think he changed it like the next day or something like that. Or he, he thinks he most misspoke or, or something like that. But he said that he was a little bit out of shape, but he's more than capable of coming back into shape. You know when when the NBA season re- resumes, so a lot of people took it just way out of way out of hand, right? And my theory, a theory, is this is kind of like setting him setting him up. Like, okay, a lot of people are bashing on him as far as his weight and crap like that. That kind of maybe inspires him to like work out even more. That's kind of what my thought was. Like, maybe this trainer actually meant to say that to the media, to like fuel Luka Doncic's like uh you know drive or desire to like become this like chiseled monster you know or statue or hero I don't know if that would be possible in a matter of like a month month and a half but maybe it's working because he's posted some stuff on you know Instagram of himself working out and things like that so that's cool Porzingis has been doing the same maybe not necessarily so much the working out portion like with weights but like strength training, but more for sure his shooting form and all that. There's been a bunch of videos of him like shooting just over and over again. So that's good. I saw Tim Hardaway Jr. posted something pretty recently, like within the next within the last day or two. So July 1st, it becomes mandatory. Um, July 7th through the 9th is when people, the teams travel to Orlando, Florida. And the deal is 22 teams are participating in the tournament. I'm not going to go over all the 22 teams, but all you really need to know is the Dallas Mavericks are in that group. Uh, and I believe it's an eight-game uh, season. So there's eight games uh, remaining to decide the seeding, and then the playoffs begin, just like normal, you know, the seven-game series, as far as I have looked and read. Uh, July 9th, that's when training camp begins. Uh, let's see, July 30th, that is the date that the season resumes. So currently the Mavericks are 40-27. and 27. They are one and a half games behind Oklahoma City at number five and number six, Houston. They're tied together, so only one and a half games behind them. So that's a pretty tight race, and they are seven games ahead of Memphis as far for the eighth seed. So pretty sure they are not going to get eighth seed. So if you think about that, if they stayed seventh seed, that put that pit them against either the Clippers or the Lakers. Most likely, I think the Clippers should be pretty rough. I mean, it's going to be rough either way, either L.A. team. So ideally, you'd like to see them push to number six or number five. That would be ideal. But with eight games left, that's going to be tough. Uh, let's see here. 
uh, August. So that that's going to occur. Uh, the play in tourney August fifteenth through sixteenth. That's when it ends. So then August seventeenth is the is the beginning of the first round of the playoffs. So there's that, and then it keeps going on about August twenty fifth being NBA draft lottery. That's interesting. I think it's going to be the NBA draft lottery on August twenty fifth. Uh, see September first. Yeah, the second round playoffs begin. Fifteenth of September, conference finals begin. September thirtieth, game one of the NBA finals, and then potentially October thirteenth would be the last game, game seven of the NBA finals. And then two days after that, the NBA draft, October fifteenth. October eighteenth, start of free agency, and then it looks like uh, November tenth. Would be training camp begins and then December first. This is the first time I've, I've looked into this, you know, this far. December first would be the beginning of the next season. Interesting. I thought it'd be a little bit later, but man, I'm okay with that. So they basically get like a month and a half off, potentially, if the last game is October thirteenth and the first game of the next season is December first. That's like six weeks right it's a month and a half yeah oh that's that's interesting (laughs) all right cool uh so i wanted to mention that uh, i talked about luka Doncic. hey guys side note there's been talks about michael keaton becoming batman again how awesome would that be just gonna throw that in there that little that little nugget in there uh let's see what else uh saw this article today about how the NBA has been testing out uh, the crowd noise app. Uh, apparently it's a crowd noise app that's going to be available for all fans when they're watching TV to download on their phone, I guess, to create noise inside the stadium or arena, you know, as the games are being played. And I guess it's going successfully. So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, quickly want to mention that apparently Courtney Lee... Uh, suffered a freak accident. Would like to know what's considered a freak accident. I mean, I come on, guys. I I know what a freak accident is. It's like a whoa, like complete accident or something like that. Like, well, how did that happen? Kind of thing. But that's it. That's all we know is there was a freak accident with Courtney Lee. Something to do with his leg. So he's out. Uh, calf injury. So apparently he's out. He's he had surgery on it. He's out. So. One less person for us to rely upon whenever we need, like, you know, rest for other players. Now, granted, I don't think he would have played too much anyway coming into the playoff mode. But would have been nice to have had the option to have him play for a few minutes. I mean, he was shooting like 44% from three-pointers, so not a bad defender either. I mean, he is a bit older. He's, he's the vet, but still... How crucial would that have been to have maybe a couple minutes of rest for someone? Or foul trouble. Who knows? Hoping it's not a big deal. But just wanted to mention that. And that's about all I really had for this episode. Just, uh, like I said, I've been very busy moving. Uh, finally got a place. Uh, still currently moving into it, but it's, it's, it's there. It's happening. And I've found some free time to do some stuff, including this podcast. It's a passion of mine. I really like doing it. And believe it or not, coming up to almost one year of doing this podcast, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. Um, 
has not felt like a year. It feels like it's only been just, I don't know, maybe half a year, if that. Uh, this this pandemic has definitely made it feel longer, I guess. Would you say that? Because, you know, I've, I've just been enjoying it. So, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for me, guys. As always, thank you for listening to the podcast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram. Follow us. It's going to be at Mavs Corner. Send us any comment, question. Anything like that, I'll be more than happy to reply to you with anything. Uh, Not sure what else I can say, but hope you have a good day. Stay safe, of course. You know, uh, a lot of bad things have been happening recently. Uh, Definitely stay safe. Still COVID, so, you know, just be safe. Doesn't mean you have to stay in a bubble necessarily, but just, you know, remain safe be courteous of others respectful and everything like that and uh yeah we're guys we're gonna have basketball here what today's the 23rd you'll see this on the 23rd i mean just over a month from now we're gonna have freaking basketball again it's gonna be nuts it's gonna be great finally get to talk about highlights luca porzingis i mean bobon let's go let's go all right guys you guys take care Thank you.